Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey there, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to episode 43 of Betting with the Bears with your hosts, Matt and Puneet. Puneet, how are we doing? Hump day. <laughs> oh, I love that commercial. Yeah, I know. Mike, 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 Mike. Yeah. What day um, is it? Just one day closer to the weekend. That's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, we both. Had a pretty up and down day yesterday. It's kind of funny how, I mean, I guess yesterday makes more sense because we had some similar picks, but uh, we're still we're we have the we have the same record two days through rivalry week. Yeah, uh, and yesterday we were pretty much exactly um, we we had the exact same correct and the exact same incorrect. So we both got our lock and our dog correct, and then we both lost the player and the game prop, which kind of yeah. sucks because our overall record for those since we just started them is not as good. But I mean, I guess the, the silver lining here is our our lock and our dog. We're 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 having some good times right now. Yeah, and that's probably the easiest to project because player because game and player props are so hit or miss. Like what like you could have your prop prop winning with five seconds left, and then Alex Caruso decides to <laughs> pad his stats and get a layup to have your over not hit. So that hurts me. That hurt me deeply. But it's just a bad beat. It'd be like that sometimes, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy that our, our lock and our dog have been, have a uh, have been consistently good. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood. I I think the dog is is pretty difficult in its own, considering we're picking just a straight underdog, and and for us to have a winning record on that, that's huge. Then that just means we have plus money, and uh, that's I mean, I'm really happy with that. To be honest, the the prop and uh, both props. I mean, yeah, those are difficult, but generally we're picking stuff that that's pretty. Um, pretty much close to like minus one ten ish when we're making our bets. So, even you know, bet bet eleven to win ten or bet one ten to win one hundred, just for example. And and I mean like losing ten bucks or a dollar on stuff like that, it, it, it's fine. But then with the dogs, you know, we're getting plus money to bet ten to get you know ten or get, getting twelve, fourteen, fifteen bucks or, or betting one hundred to get one forty, one fifty, etc. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, and we're all, and generally, our, our, I think our I don't know if we've actually said this, but I know like our personal personally, we always put more money on the prop and the dog, or sorry, on the lock and the dog because the prop, like like we said, is just so hit or miss. So right. um, yeah, so we're all overall in, in plus money, which is good. Um, is but before correct. we before we start, uh, trivia, are you ready? Let's do it. So this one isn't super creative, but um, just looking at the box score of game three. And overall in this series, can you guess who has played the third most minutes on the Heat per game? Okay, let's see. Um, per game. So on average, I would say like Jay Crowder or something like that? No, it's Tyler Hero. Wow. Huh. Yeah, because I was, I was watching the broadcast, or the pregame broadcast last night, and they had Coach Cal on just that because like a, a bunch of Kentucky guys are uh, – like just playing big minutes in the playoffs, like yeah. Hero. I think Bam went to Kentucky, right? Yep. Hero, yeah. Bam, um, Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray. And then like yeah. even before that, there was like there's like uh, Booker. Um, yeah. I mean, he wasn't in the playoffs, but yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, just talk, talking about the bubble and how, how they <laughs> yeah, grew yeah. up. But yeah. So then he was saying how like how Hero was playing fourth quarter, like crunch time minutes for the Heat. And then I like looked it up and I was like, damn, like he played – 36 minutes in game three, and then Butler and Bam were the only ones that had more than him, with Butler at 37 and Bam at 38. 
Yeah, so pretty, yeah, pretty much what they do is they start Duncan Robinson, but then in crunch time, I guess they did need offense in game three because they were losing, but um, but in crunch time, like Hero plays over Duncan, and it's pretty much the same lineup. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, him and him and Duncan Robinson, that they're, they're both just lights out when it comes to shooting. Tyler Hero was going crazy in game three. Yeah, he hit some ridiculous shots. So we can we can talk about that in more detail. But I just thought it was interesting. Like good, like Tyler Hero is the youngest person in the series, and he's like playing like these huge crunch time minutes, like more yeah. more than Dragic, more than Duncan, more than Jay Crowder. Yeah, hats off to him for that. Yeah, balls of steel on that guy. Um, but quicker on the sporting world before we get into it. So NHL game three is tonight between the Stars and the Lightning. Um, I think we both kind of think the, the Lightning are going to win and that they figured some stuff out after losing game one, four to one. Uh, they're the favorite, so they should win. And I think we, we mentioned this last time, the unders hit majority of the time between these two teams. It's still five and it's still plus money. So um, that pushed last time and w- with Tampa Bay getting three goals in the first. So I think we're both pretty confident in that in the Lightning winning. What do, you, what do you what do you say? Yeah, um, I mean, it. I kind of I agree that I think the Lightning will probably win. Um, I'd rather sit out on picking one of those two to win this game. Um, I think I'm just gonna monitor one more game, but I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that under as well. I was I was checking that out, and I think that's what I'm gonna play for that game tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it playoff hockey is just it's yeah, weird. It's weird. Exactly. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. So that that game's tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, then we have a quick soccer update as well. Um, Chelsea plays today. They played in it. I know uh, you got it some Man U stuff, but they're in, they I, we didn't realize this going into yesterday. But they they both play in some ridiculous like, random tournament that we've never heard of. But Chelsea plays today, and Man U played yesterday. Yeah, so Man U had they won that tur- their tournament against Lutton Town. I've never heard of them before, but yeah, um, that's why. So I actually had to change that to my lock of the day yesterday because. The, my original lock, the Indians uh, over the White Sox, they were pitching uh, Shane Bieber, but he, for whatever reason, had been scratched or they pushed him a start for today. So he's starting today. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I So I was just like, well, that was the reason why I picked him. So I made that late scratch um, before these games started yesterday and, and changed my official pick to Man U. I could have stuck with the Indians because they ended up winning in extras. It was kind of crazy the way they won. So they went in the, the 10th inning. And the White Sox, who I actually ended up betting on, um, took the lead by one um, because, you know, that new rule with the man on second to start every extra inning. Uh, So they were able to get the lead. Um, We're up two to one. And then the Indians hit a three-run homer to walk off in the bottom of the tenth. Wow. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So so when I saw them go up 3-2, I was like, all right, this is looking good. I'm sorry, 2-1. And I was like, okay, this is good. I, I think I think the White Sox have this in the bag now. And, of course, they break my heart. They did not. Yeah, well, the Phillies broke oh, my heart. Oh, sorry. It was three to one, not three to – or two to one. They were up three to one going into the bottom of the 10th, the, the White Sox were. So they blew that two-run lead. So, yeah, that sucks. That's tough. That's a bad beat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my uh, – I mean – while we're talking baseball, the Phillies broke my heart yesterday. They lost two straight to the Nats, uh, or the doubleheader. They lost the doubleheader to the Nats. They they're they're imploding. They blew. They like took took the lead and then they blew the save in the bottom. I guess it was, and it was since it was doubleheader, it only went seven innings, but it went extra seven innings. But they blew the save in the bottom of the eighth off of I think a two run home run to yep. lose it. And I they're in like fighting for the playoffs lives. They were if they had won, 
they would still be in it, but they lost, so now they're out. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they deserve to make the playoffs because they have, like, the worst bullpen in history. Uh, but, yeah, that was tough. But, um, yeah, so Chelsea plays today. They play Bar- Barnsley. They should win. They're the heavy favorite. Bet on Chelsea if you can. Yeah, so that's that's something that should be easy. This is Again, we're not sh- entirely sure what this tournament is, but um, it seems like that it's there are quite a few mismatches in it. So if you do have these to play, I would, I would definitely look into them and see what you can get. Yeah. It's, it's definitely just the lower, uh, like the lower level. It's, or it's like the beginning of the tournament. So like the, the best teams are playing yeah, the worst exactly. teams. And then it's like the tournament and NCAA tournament. And they just yeah, go from there. Yep. So eventually the good teams will meet, but for now, yeah, just go ham on the favorites. Yeah. So, cool. all right. So yeah, let's just get into it. Lakers yeah, nugs. NBA, what a game yeah. that was. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, we're happy because we both picked the Nuggets as our dog of the day. Um, so that was some major plus money there. That was plus two fifteen. Um, yeah. So betting a hundred to win two hundred fifteen. So that was. I was happy. I was a happy bear last night. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that was like it, it was kind of funny. That game had the opposite game script of every other Nuggets game, where the Nuggets were up by twenty as as much as twenty in the fourth quarter, and then the, the Lakers made the run. And I think the closest they got was three, and then. KCP had a chance to tie it when they were down by yep. three, but he missed. And then um, to end it, Jamal Murray just had – I mean, they're de- – so to set the scene, the, the Nuggets were down up by four after, like, being up by 20 in the fourth quarter. There's probably less – I would say less than three minutes left. And Jamal Murray just hits these two straight, just straight FU threes. Um, and that pretty much sealed it from there. Those were both just ridiculous. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but again, for context, of so the Nuggets were up as many as 18, I believe, at one point. Then the Lakers... It was, Lakers the highest was 20. Yeah, so the Lakers at one point went on an 18-2 to two run off of six consecutive turnovers by the Nuggets. They had six possessions, six turnovers. And at that point in the fourth quarter, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. The, the Nuggets started the game. It was kind of the game of runs just how you mentioned that the Nuggets fooled everyone because they were being really good early. And then the Lakers were the one who made the second half comeback, which like you said, is, is kind of the exact opposite of what's been happening. But um, that six straight turnovers. When that happened, I was, I was just, well, I thought shocked. the Lakers were going to win. Yeah. It, when that happened, everything was going the Lakers way at that point. Uh, Rondo was playing some of the best defense I've ever seen in, in like playoff basketball. He, I think he was, the reason for maybe four out of those six turnovers and they led to just dunks, easy dunks, two of which, three of which were for LeBron, which is ridiculous. But I think that, yeah, those, those threes obviously were a big part, but I also think the Lakers just looked gassed at the end of that game. They were, I mean, they were run. there was like a track meet in that fourth quarter. Yeah, it really was. I I mean, like I looked at one point, there was like, I think two or three straight possessions where AD didn't even make it to half court. um, And they had already, you know, finished their offensive possession and, and Denver had their rebound and were coming back around uh, on offense. So it was weird. Like they, they had made such a huge comeback, but they could not just get those last few points to take the lead and, and kind of, um, you know, hanker down and, and get that defense to help them win. But again, I'm happy it didn't happen, but um, yeah, it was, I don't know. The Nuggets blew that huge lead and I thought they were just going to melt down after that, but they didn't. Yeah, because Jamal Murray just had the balls of steel and just yeah, two exactly crazy threes. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was that was a fun game. I, it was it was kind. Of, I mean, I know we I uh, I know we both took LeBron to be under. That wasn't my official prop, but I still um, like I like that pick. So we both took LeBron to go under twenty six and a half, and he I think he ended up with thirty. But um, 
I, I always love to see the king put the team on his back. So I, I wasn't too upset about that. And like we said, we always put lower money on the on the player prop. So it wasn't like I didn't like cancel out the Nuggets winning or anything like that. The, the money from there, but it's always kind of fun to see LeBron put the team on his back and just go head head down and just get some. I mean, some of the layups is just bullying people. The straight like like classic LeBron that you're used to seeing him just bully people. Yeah, I mean, he finished with a triple double. I mean, the king is still the king. Thirty points, ten rebounds, eleven assists. So what I ended up doing was, so my official player prop was LeBron going under, and then I ended up taking the AD over twenty eight. So what happened was, AD was cooking pretty much during that that run right before the run, during the run, and then he just got gassed completely, and LeBron decided to take over. So LeBron hit his over, or yeah, he went over 26 with what I think there was, um, and you texted me at this point too, and you were like, the LeBron under is going to hit, and I said, it's not. And it was, I think, four minutes left. And he was at 20. And he was at 20, and then he just got two easy dunks, and then I think two easy layups, and AD at that point had 25 or 24 and hit those um, three, 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 free throws after he got fouled for three to get to 27. And then he sat on that for the last two to three minutes because he wasn't able to get up the court. Yeah. And he just like, like you said, just to your point, just looking at it, he just physically looked so like he was like laboring up the court. He must. Yeah. yeah. So, So, I mean, he, he did play 43 minutes. So I guess you kind of give them, and they were like at the end of that game, they were, it was literally a track meet them sprinting up the floor because they kept getting turnovers. So yeah. I don't know if like there's something Frank Vogel could have done. He probably wanted to, to save his timeouts just to have their, have his players get their win back. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a good win for the Nuggets, but I think moving forward, I think this made me feel better about the Lakers because the Nuggets just put like that. The first three quarters was just an absolute haymaker from them. Like they're not going to get Jeremy Grant shooting seven of 11 for 26 points. Like Murray and Jokic have always been getting theirs, but like Monte Morris went off. Jeremy Grant went off. Like that. I don't think that's as replicable as like the, the, what the Lakers have been doing. Yeah. The bench disparity there. Cause uh, Monte Morris, he went just bananas yesterday. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, at the same time, the nuggets, I mean, even Murray said this last night post game um, that they feel like they should be up two one right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They should have won game two. Yeah. So this, but this also if they, well it, be a different series right now. Yeah, but if they had won game two, then game three would have been totally different. Yeah, that's fair. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was like, I mean, LeBron and AD, but we're both like in the game they lost by eight. They were both uh, positive. They were both like LeBron. AD was plus four. LeBron was plus two. So. um and then, like, their bench just absolutely killed him. Like, Marcus Morris was minus 13. Dwight Howard was somehow only a minus one, but he was terrible. He got te- he got the technical, and he had, like, he, four personal fouls in 14 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's just there to, to play defense, rebound, um, and, and kind of limit Jokic, which was he, – he had done a decent job with it, but, yeah, for whatever reason, they could not get any rebounds either. I think they had a total of four rebounds between McGee – Dwight and Anthony Davis. Yeah, to your point, it's kind of ridiculous that AD only ended up with two rebounds. Um, I remember at one point the broadcast was just roasting him when he got his second rebound in the fourth quarter. Someone, I forget which one, one of them was like, yeah, what is that, his first rebound? And they're like, no, it's actually his second. And they were just like roasting him because... Yeah, I think that was C-Web. I think you're right, yeah. There's just so many second chance points that the Nuggets got, especially like when they were making the run, it was so frustrating. 
Yeah, it was, but whatever. I mean, two one. I guess we'll see kind of what happens here. Um, we'll we'll talk about their game four tomorrow, but I don't know. This uh, it's not as lopsided as I thought it would be. I guess. Yeah, not at all. I mean, the um, it's the last point about the rebounds. The Nuggets had thirty, what forty four rebounds, and the Lakers only had twenty five. So they got rebounded by Yikes. almost twenty. Yeah, that's um, not good. No, not great, Bob. Um, but yeah, one thing that I forgot to note in one of the uh, preview pods for this uh, before this game is that the LeBron's never lost a series when he's been up 2-0. Um, so I don't quite think there's a biggest, uh, as big of a mismatch between these two teams as there is in a typical LeBron versus series when he's up 2-0. But I would still be shocked if the Lakers ended up losing this. Yeah, that's a good stat, actually. I might I might check now to see what the odds are for the Lakers to win the series because that – I mean, knowing that's that, I, you're right. I, I can't see LeBron losing if he's up 2-0. So. Uh, before la- yeah, last game, it was they're, they're minus 10,000. But I have it up in front <laughs> of me. With, with the Lakers – or with the Lakers, yeah, with them losing, they are now minus 1,430 to win the series. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's better than minus 10,000. Yeah, you would get better odds if you bet on them. Like, if you think they're going to win and – and, games, yeah. yeah, like you can bet on the win. Like right now, my Lakers winning 4 1 is minus 110 odds. Uh, but then it's plus odds for having them win 4 2 and 4 3. So I think that this will be a six game series. I think they'll win 4 2. So if you agree, that's plus 180 to do that. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about the game? I think I'm all set. No, I'm good. Cool. All right. So tonight's game, Celtics Heat. Uh, this game's going to be awesome. I, I, I'm i pumped. I really don't have a great feel for it. Um, but to go over the odds, so the Celtics are three-point favorites. They're minus 152. And the Heat are plus 128. And the over-under is 210.5. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, like we said when this series started, that these games are going to be really close games. Um, I still think this is going to be a seven-game series. Um, it's just these teams are very well-matched, uh, very evenly-matched. And uh, the coaches are also good at making adjustments. Um, and, and we saw that in game three by the Celtics. Um, I think one thing that helped him a lot was, uh, and we didn't mention this, but we both wanted to, was, was Gordon Hayward being back. Yeah, I completely forgot to mention that in our preview for game three. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's huge for the Celtics because while Hayward isn't – he's not their best player, he's definitely part of their best five. And when they – and, like, their best five lineup, which doesn't really feature a center but features enough big guys – that's the best lineup that the Celtics can throw out that they, that they didn't have in the first two games. Um, and not only that, but like he's in, they just needed another capable scorer and playmaker for when they couldn't get much from Tatum and Kemba. Um, and even though he didn't fill up the stat sheet, I thought he looked good in the 30 minutes and not only that, but it reduces minutes for semi Ojale and Grant Williams. And they were just getting cooked when they were on the court. So it's like, it's a cascading effect getting Hayward back. Yeah, I mean, he has a sweet handlebar mustache now. Uh, but, and he's and he's ha- having a son, so he's finally actually happy. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's always happy. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you noticed this or not, but there are a couple pictures on social media afterwards. He's yoked now. He just got, like, his arms are massive. So he's probably just working out his upper body during this uh, break because it was an ankle sprain, so yeah, to keep in shape. Uh, yeah, he's, he probably saw the, the matchups. He's like, well, I'm going to play the Heat, and they're going to try and beat the crap out of me, so I'm going to just start getting yoked. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I wish I mean, I could... he did play really well. Um, I mean, I was I was happy to see him come out and play well. Um, yeah, me too. I, think... I mean, he's just been through so much. I know. So I, I do think, though, that his high energy and, and the fresh legs that he has at this stage in the playoffs is going to help them a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, like you said, it, this is one of those games where if you look at the box score, you would think he didn't have an impact because he didn't really fill up the stat sheet. I think he only ended up with like six points. But he was giving them good minutes, solid defense. Solid playmaking. He was just uh, – it's I, I don't know. I think I think that's huge for the Celtics. And one thing that I definitely wish that we had brought up before, which we, we both like, knew, we, it just it just didn't make the cut. We were too busy about the, with the Marcus Smart argument. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of Marcus Smart, one <laughs> thing that the Celtics did that was um, a, quote, like, you know, didn't sh- smart adjustment was they put him on Dragic. So generally they had him chasing screens with Duncan Robinson, which is kind of wasting what Marcus Smart is the best at on defense. So in game three they changed that. Uh, they put him on Dragic, and he only ended up with 11 points in three after having 20-plus in games one and two. In games one and two, he was like – I mean, he pretty much won the game for them. In game one, he had that crazy second quarter where the Heat put up 37 points and, like, brought him back in the game. And then in game two, he ended crunch time with that, like, ridiculous, like, step – not even looking at the basket, step back three. Yeah. Um, so just because I want to, uh, who was right about Marcus Smart in game three? <laughs> Well, Hayward came back, so. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely adjusted like I, I expected them to. I think that they responded well to the the whole, like, locker room blow up and everything. And um, it was essentially either fight or fight, fight or flight at that point. And, and they definitely came to fight for game three. So it was nice to see that. And I think that that. Maybe they've figured something out here because, I mean, well, that's the thing, though. I feel like they've almost. Like, it seems like besides, like, a few quarters here and there by the Heat, the Celtics have pretty much had a, a good grasp on the series for as a whole. Yeah, I mean, overall, they've won eight of 12 quarters. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, and in game three, they won the first three quarters. And the Heat made a little bit of a run in the fourth, but the closest they got was six. And then the Celtics closed it off. Um, I don't know, the Heat, I don't know, I they like they they went going up two and zero. I was like, oh, the series is theirs. But the Celtics have quietly outplayed the Heat the majority of the time. But the Heat just stole games one and two off of like ridiculous runs right. and and like very very specific times. They had it has never been sustained winning. Yeah. Um. So I to me that's not like a, a replicable way of winning. Like in games in game one, I mean, mentioned this a million times, but their second and fourth quarters they just blew up. In game two, they 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 outscored the Celtics by like 27 in the third quarter or something ridiculous. I forget the, I'll pull up the box score. I forget the exact, um, the exact score. But to me, that's like, not, this is not a way to sustain winning like that. And especially with the Celtics getting, uh, or uh, getting Gordon Hayward back. I, uh, I don't think this looks great for the heat. I'm yeah. Scared. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally like the Celtics tonight. I think that they have that momentum from game three and it looks like they've, kind of figured out how to match Miami's bulldogging. I think Gordon Hayward is going to be able to provide a good spark for them. I think that um, generally, like I said, they've, they've kind of had a good feel for Miami. Um, they've just not been able to, to um, close out those, those huge random runs that Miami has had. They did that against Milwaukee as well. Uh, the, the Heat did, but I don't know. I think that the Celtics are a little more poised than, than Milwaukee. I think that they are I think they're ready for it now. I think um, this sh- tonight should should tie the series here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Celtics are going to win. And the, the difference in like with the Milwaukee series, I thought the Heat looked like the better team. Like they didn't do it on like ridiculous, sustainable right. or crazy runs. Um, whereas which they what they've had to do against the Celtics. 
Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the Celtics win. I I'm not going to underestimate the Hayward factor. Uh, I think I think that's big for them. It just and I think that you know the Heat were getting such ridiculous shooting from Jay Crowder that I never like at some point I was like he's going to come back to earth. He's going to come back to earth. And he finally did in Game Three. He shot two two of ten from three. Um, so that might that might just be a blip and he'll be fine in Game Four. But I'm not going to count on that. And they really need that type of scoring in order to uh, to make a run. So right. I have the Celtics winning. I do think the game is going to go over 210, though. Okay. That, that's cool. Um, yeah. Um, that's not. I'm not confident in that because he's just two dog fights. But mm-hmm. the Celtics, I think they they figured out how to uh, – How to like score the, the, against them. Yeah, because the, the heat zone defense just absolutely flummoxed the Celtics in game two, and, and they figured that out in game three. Yeah, that's true. Cool. All right. So um, ready for our picks? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. So for my lock, I'm going Chelsea. Uh, you, you had Manu yesterday. Luckily, I have Chelsea today. Okay. Uh, yeah, I figured that's what you were going to do. Um, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins here. They have Kenta at pitching. So I think that the, they should be able to get the win. Yeah, I looked at that one too. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, for my dog, I'm a little going a little bit of a risk here, but I'm taking the White Sox over the Indians because Giolito versus Bieber is an awesome – first of all, an awesome pitching matchup. And I think that the White Sox, after losing yesterday in heartbreaking fashion, I think they're going to win with Giolito on the mound. Ooh, all right. That's a, that is a spicy pick there. Uh, they're, only min- they're only plus 135. I thought the odds would be better, but it is baseball, so I guess it never gets too crazy. Yeah, I mean, Giolito's a stud muffin, too. I mean, I think that he's they, he's even in consideration for Cy Young right now. I mean, I don't think he's going to win, but he's definitely yeah, in Bieber, consideration. Yeah, Bieber's probably going to win, but yeah, he, right. two, ba- two absolute stud muffin pitchers. Yeah, so that'll be a fun pitcher's duel. Um, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out towards the end of that game. But I'm, uh, I'm going to ride the, the Nats here. I think Philly is imploding, like you said. So I think that they should hopefully be able to get the win here today. We'll find out. They should win. I mean, they've beaten them, I think, three straight times at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. After losing six straight, they've beaten them three straight times. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, uh, they, they should win. Uh, player prop was another one I, sh- I struggled with, uh, especially for this series. I feel like these teams are so well balanced as far as scoring that you're going to have, like, there's no, it's hard to predict whose game it's going to be. Right. Um, like, game three was a BAM game. Game three was not a Dragic game, so it's hard to predict. But for me, I'm going Tyler Hero over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh, all right. That's a, I like that one. I think he should be yeah. able to hit that, especially if he's putting out, getting all these minutes. Um, it should be. Yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of my reasoning. I was like, well, he's playing huge minutes, and 23 yeah. and a half is really not that much. I mean, he ended the game, game three, with 22 points and, like, nine rebounds. So, yeah. he would have hit that easily. That's not even counting assists. So, yeah, that's right. what I'm going with for my player prop. Cool. So, I'm going to go Jimmy Butler under 19 and a half. And I'm looking – just looking at his uh, his previous playoff game. So, he's gone over 19 and a half, and he got 20 once in the last six so – five uh, yeah, five games. So, he's – in the in this series, he's been – uh, 17, 14, and 20 in games three, two, and one. And then going back to the Milwaukee series, games five and four, he had 17 apiece. So, um, he only went over it once. He hovers around that number, 19 and a half. I mean, he's had 17, three out of the last five games, 14 in game two of this, uh, the conference finals, and then 20 in game one. So, I think that. This one will be a little bit more of a dogfight as well. Um, so I and and they do have so much to score. They have so many other players who can score that that I, I'm liking this one. I'm liking under. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the like 
I mean, he, he has been hitting under that. Obviously, like you said, I can't argue with, with that. But I was kind of thinking the opposite for Jimmy because um, in the fourth quarter, he really hadn't done anything – or in, in game three, sorry, he really hadn't done anything until the fourth quarter when he tried to take over, but it was too little too late. So I think Jimmy Butler is going to gonna start earlier and be like, well, I'm taking over from, like, the, the onset. But it was a no-touch for me because I, I wasn't confident in that. But um, That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it was it was it was a no touch for me because yeah, like you said, he's been getting neutralized, and the Celtics just have so many defenders they could put on him, and and Tatum, obviously, uh, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. even Hayward is a capable is a capable defender. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the under, um, and the fact that he doesn't shoot that makes it so much more difficult for him to score. Like he just can't make threes, and and that just makes it so much more difficult. Yeah, definitely. Um, two two other player props that I like we can put in our honey pot. Was Tatum over 37 and a half points, rebounds, and assists? Okay. Uh, Tatum gets a ton of rebounds, which I kind of didn't really process. His over under was nine and a half, which was just too much for me to, which is too much for me. He was like, I don't, I mean, he hit 14 in game three, but I'm not going to like bet on him getting a double double. But I think when you add his points, rebounds, and assists, 37 and a half, I think should be an easy one. Uh, and, and then Butler over 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Like I said, I, I think he will have a good scoring game because I think he'll try and take over from, from the start. And he normally is able to balance out scoring without – like he can't shoot, but he's able to balance it out by getting to the free throw line, which he didn't do as much until the fourth quarter of game three. So I expect that to continue. And then he like he pretty much loads up the, the stat sheet with rebounds and assists. So those are two honeypot ones I, want, I, I wanted to highlight. Got it. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, let me see if there's – I think there might be um... – yeah, I don't know. Actually, let's just yeah. I mean, if you don't have game. anyone, yeah, we, we don't need to force it. Yeah, game prop. I'm taking Celtics over 106.5 points in the game. Okay, so we're pretty much opposite on our props because I am taking, I'm not taking the full game. I'm taking the first half under, um, and that is 104.5. So my reasoning for that is only one half out of the six halves that they've played have gone um, over. 104 point or sorry i'm taking over 104.5 okay i was gonna say that's risky business yeah over 104.5 because only one has gone under of the six halves that they've played thus far yeah and the first half is always more is higher scoring than the second half always one thing that i think that um we should highlight is like whenever the from so when you're live betting whenever it's halftime they have second half odds and almost always they have the same score for the third and fourth quarter so like just use example let's say they set the over under in the second half at 100 points 100 and a half they'll have the both the third and fourth quarter at 50 and a half points and almost always the fourth quarter is the lowest scoring of the game um again that that wasn't true in game three of this of the celtics heat but that's generally always true um so one thing to, to look for and we can note it during the actual game is that the fourth quarter Line on it now, so obviously I couldn't make that my official pick. But kind of like how the Celtics would always win the third quarter of that series, almost always these go under in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a good good stat to pay attention to. Good tidbit there. Yeah, cool. All right, so officially I'm going with Chelsea as my lock, White Sox as my dog, Tatum or sorry, Hero over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, and the game prop Celtics over 106.5. Over 106.5. Yeah, and mine are the Twins as a lock, Nats as a dog, Jimmy under 19.5 points, and game prop first half over 104.5. Love it. I think, I, think that's a good, I think that's a good game prop. I'll probably put some lettuce on that myself, even though it's your pick. Yeah. 
Cool. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. So I think we're all set. We got game three tonight. We got game four tomorrow. We got foosball tomorrow. And then you're, and then we're, and it's the weekend. We're cruising on into the weekend. So we're continuing rivalry here. We're, we're enjoying this. Hopefully we have some different outcomes tonight. So one of us can take a lead, but Hey, I mean, we're both positive right now. So that's a, that's the best we could ask for. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, yeah. So um, again, uh, we will we will check back tomorrow. Happy happy betting, happy uh, viewing, and um, take care. For now, bears out. Peace.